Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's Monday night. It's 6 p.m. Live from Manchester, where past glories are never far away. Manchester United have reached the promised land. History is made. Manchester United are the champions of Europe again. Sitting here looking for an opening. It's tick off again. Live from the world's best footballing city. Call now 0345 treble one seven six two five and have your say. The Excess Manchester Football Social winning with Gowing Law. As a story, it was just going to be too perfect. City were going to crown their greatest ever season by beating their arch rivals and sealing the title all in ninety minutes of football and. On 45 minutes of football, it looked like it was all going absolutely perfectly. But then, like all good dramas, there was a plot twist that no one expected. And he meets at company with the header. Company scores for City. Sterling to Gundogan. Great turn from him and a great goal. 2 0 on the half hour mark for Manchester City. City are playing out of this world, and this is one of the most favourite derbies I've ever, ever experienced. It's the nuts, mate. And progress beautifully worked by Manchester United. They've got to go back. And that's what Pep Guardiola was fearing with those chances that were missed late in the first half. Hope we're trying to get in again. He's in again. He scores again. What a comeback by Manchester United. Turn round by Manchester United. Chris Smalling ran in unattended. It's turned on its head in the derby. It was a massive result for Manchester United and not the result that many City fans expected and Manchester City certainly didn't want. But at least it's got Mickey Thomas smiling. He's in the studio alongside Gary Owen this evening, our City and United representatives for the XS Manchester Football Social. In terms of the league position and how the season's going to pan out, it really doesn't make much difference at all. It's insignificant in terms of the lead that City have on the league. But 
from a fan point of view, it meant so much more than that. And I want your views on the derby this weekend. 0345 7625 is the number and 87711 is the text number. Let us know how you are feeling on this Monday morning. A good 48 hours after the end of one of the most exciting Manchester derbies I think certainly I've ever witnessed. As I said, Gio and Mickey T in the studio. Evening, boys. Hi, Jimbo. Evening, Jimbo. Gio. Uh, let me go to you first, Mickey. You're going to be in the better mood for this one. I mean, it was a nice little bonus, that, wasn't it, for Manchester United? I think well, the whole world expected City to win. Yeah, it's just stopped them uh, for a week because they are going to win the league, no question. They deserve to win the league as well. They have been the best side by far. Can't knock them. But it's a derby game on... Gio knows he's played in many derbies himself. You want to win it, not just for yourself, but for the fans of of, of Manchester United. And it was a big, big win. First off, they smashed us. Mm. And you know, one player that has scored 20 goals from, and he has had a habit this season stealing or missing atrocious opportunities. Bad message went to Gio. Oh. It could have been all over, but that's football for you. But United showed character. And you know, without doubt, Pogba became a man in that second half because before that, people saying, get rid of him, he's the worst player we've ever signed, etc. But he produced two goals and United produced a form- performance that they had to get back on track. And what a way to do it against a team that have been magnificent this season. It's a strangely significant performance from United, isn't it, this? Because before this game, no one believed they could really mount a challenge next season. Nobody believed that Mourinho had the players. And Mourinho came out afterwards and said, maybe I'm not such a bad manager. Maybe my players aren't so bad. And you look at that squad and that second half performance, ignoring the first half completely, it was a team that can play football. Yes, yes, of course. The second in the table... City are far superior in terms of points as well uh, in advance of us. We have to try and get to that level. Um, I'm delighted with the result. There's no question about that. That that was something that the fans needed. You know, they needed to pick me up because it has been, you know, City this, City that, Guardiola that. And we've had to take the back seat and quite rightly so. That's the way it's been. But for the United fans more so, it's, it's good for them. Let's go. We're going to go to the phones in a minute. If you want to get involved, 0345 is the phone number. Call now. We've got three lines. You will get on the show if you do give us a bell now. But, Gio, the feeling for me from City fans going into that game, looking at social media and looking at the cameras outside the ground and all that kind of stuff was they kind of expected to win. They thought that was going to be the crowning moment on the season. And because of that, the reaction after the game seems to have been extreme in terms of seeing fans crying in the stands, seeing fans angry at some of the team selection options. How were your emotions like at the final whistle? Well, my emotions before the game was worse because the rumour going round was he was going to make wholesale changes. I thought, you can't do that against United. Can't do it. Can't do it against any anybody in the Premier League. Make wholesale changes and expect five, six, seven players to come in mm. and play as a unit. And in a derby game where, A, you can win the league against your... your the main opposition across the city. Derby day, you get the bragging rights for six months. When I saw the team, I was surprised there was no not Kevin De Bruyne in it. I was surprised whether we didn't start with the striker, but I've seen him do that at yeah. Barcelona before. But the but the personnel, I thought, okay, I'll go with that. Then the, that horrible feeling I had that was going to change too many players was not there anymore. I mean, that's it, isn't it? You can. It was a different. It was a different lineup. But we there played players. No, we played probably as well. Exactly. Yeah. As have we played all season? So nobody at half time said to me, "By the way, you shouldn't have played him." The only <laughs> thing they were saying was, "Unbelievable football. We should yeah. be five. It could be six. 
It, certainly four. It could have been four easily. And we heard from Lakey in that yeah. little montage and, at the and, top, and, and he was saying best derby ever. And I've got to say this. We, we wonder why we don't have any referees going to the World Cup. 80 years in a referee. That Martin At- Atkinson should be shot. To be on there as a referee <laughs> doesn't a see... <laughs> it should be shot. To not see... OK, Younger's down, his arm's out, he hits his arm... You could say it's not intentional, mm. but if he doesn't hit his arm, his arm, he goes straight to Sterling, and I'm not saying he would have scored, of course, but he was at the far post, De Gea's at the front part, he's got a side foot in, but he diverts the ball away. So, okay, the, we don't get the penalty. I don't see why, because it should be a penalty. But the one on Aguero was brutal. Mm. It could have broke it, it could have broke his leg, without a doubt. And I, I, I think the referee actually booked him. For diving. Well, that's what Pep Guardiola said in his press conference Booked today. He accused the wearer of diving. So, <laughs> how can a referee take on a match of that magnitude and not see or not believe that that was a a red card, straight red card, and a penalty? And that's what I don't understand. And then you go a bit further. I mean, let's give credit. De Gea's save off uh, Guerrero's mm-hmm. head was. That's why he's there, and that's why he's probably one of the best keepers, if not the best keeper in the world. But then Raheem Sterling again, two yards off his shin. It's the post. In fact, it had better have been not anywhere near it because the ball probably would have gone in. But he hit the shin off the post, hit the gear, and then goes out. So it was it was not for us. But listen, give credit. A team that was 2-0 down, and trust me, they were down because they were they were absolutely run ragged that first half. They came out, they got the goal, and Mick will tell you, at 2-0, the next goal is, is vital. If you get the third one, yeah, yeah. good night. United get the one, then within two minutes to get another one, offset play, bingo. And when they got the third... Guys, on the, on the young challenge, I'm not going to disagree, but what I would say is that Bravo against Rooney in the game at Old Trafford when he should have been sent off, gets no card, clear, breakable challenge, that was, wasn't it? Yeah. So it does even itself out a little bit. OK, let's talk about 24 hours ago, though, whenever it was. That was a diabolical challenge by Young. He easily got on the... He even got on the back of Raheem Sterling like a piggyback riding a donkey derby. <laughs> and still Atkinson didn't see it. I, I don't know what Martin that Atkinson can... deserves. I, he did miss a couple of really blatant decisions, as you've pointed out, but there was an element I sensed from him. He was trying to let the game flow a little Ruby bit. Mo- Ruby Walsh, who was my guest, the champion jockey, is bigger red as you'll find anywhere, said at half-time in, in, uh, in the lounge he was in, he said, well, the referee for 20 minutes couldn't do no more than to help us and we still didn't even help ourselves. He said, what's disappointing with me is that you've got Bobby Robson's captain and we've got Bobby Robson's interpreter. <laughs> right, let's get to the phones. 0345 7625. If you want to get involved, we've got Phil on the line. He's a blue. Evening, Phil. Evening, Jim. Evening, lads. Evening, Hi, Phil. How are you feeling this Monday then, Phil? Still disappointed? Are you getting over it? Does that 13-point gap at the top of the table make it slightly easier to deal with? Yeah, I was over it before I got back to the car. It's, um, you know, you don't get 16 points for a win unless you change the rules. It's fine. It was, it was, we've nobody to blame but ourselves. We had that, we had the team selection, like Gary's just said, nobody was complaining about it at half-time because we absolutely ran United ragged. Yeah. Um, and I just think that by, by not converting the chances, we did Mourinho's team talk for him. Um, you know, you just say to you just say to your players, look lads, you've been absolutely overwhelmed and you're only 2-0 down. So go out there, push up five yards, which he did, 
they got into our faces a little bit more and once they got the momentum going there's nobody better than Mourinho at closing the game down you know once they got to 3-2 I couldn't really see us see us getting back in it yes you can blame the, the, the referee to an extent we'll get Ron Atkinson instead of Martin Atkinson for the next one shall we but uh, no but the, the, the funny thing for me was A I saw City fans crying at the end of the game please come on let's get a bit of perspective yeah. And I also saw United fans walking out at half-time, Gary. Because <laughs> uh, I, I sit near the away fans and I, I went to the toilet at half-time and there was a big crowd at the top of the spiral. And I wondered, oh, what's going on here? And they were walking out. You know, you don't do that. Yeah, but listen, we've all been there and I'm, I'm certainly not, not giving them any credit here, but you don't want to be against your rivals as we did not want to see us get beaten 2-0 up and, 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 and then get done 3-2. We didn't want to see that. But when you're 2-0 and the way the game was going, it was only ever going to go one way at 45 minutes. And, you know, somebody else who's a big, a big United fan who was in uh, the game came up to me. I mean, him and his son, who are a big, massive Man United fan, said to me, how did that just happen? How did that just happen? And 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 the boy said, all he's doing is papering over the cracks, or whatever that means. We shall wait and see. It's Phil, yeah. Phil, can I ask you, Phil? The question yeah. is that Liverpool put three past you, we put three past you. You're concerned now, Tuesday game, which this is a massive game in terms of the manager who really wants that trophy. Are you confident you can go through? I still think you've got a chance of going through. I, I, I do. Yeah, I would never say never, Mickey. Um, no. Yeah, I, I think that if we can, if we can score, score early, yeah, score the first goal, maybe get it to two by half time. Little collie wobbles, Liverpool. It's not rocket science. We can't let them score. Simple as that. Uh, clean sheet. I think we can do it. But it's, it's that clean sheet, and it. We've you got know to something, Phil? It's uh, everybody keeps saying to me is about scoring early. I mean, United under Fergie in the Champions League. If you'd have bet money, I've said this many times, if you'd have put money on United scoring the first 15 minutes of home in the Champions League game under Fergie, you'd have been you'd have been a multi-millionaire because they always did it. But I think the key to us is, as opposed to going and go, we have got to make sure that the back door's shut because they score the first goal, we need five. It's good night Vienna. Then we all might have to home. You can score five. But, but we've got to... We've got to... We've got to get that first goal, obviously. The first goal is vital. And I know we can get one. But what we've got to do is, whether that happens in the first half, as Manchester United showed, they scored two in two minutes. So it's a case of making sure you get the first goal. That is key. If you get the first goal, then you've got to take your time. It's not about going forward and catching, as we got caught. It's about being sensible, wearing them down, getting the second goal. And if, 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 and I believe it's it's a big if, we get to 2-0... Then we then we have got a game on, but until that happens, and then that it does happen, then it's there for Liverpool to lose. I want to come back to the Champions League in a moment, but before we do that, let's go back to the derby. And you were talking about the way the fans were reacting in that stadium there, Phil. And you were saying the United fans were leaving at half time, the City fans were celebrating. I saw people beforehand posting, like I say, that they thought this game was a full-con conclusion. Do you think there was a tiny element a half time in that game, Gary? the City players started to get on the beach. They were like, we've got our hands on the trophy, we're 2-0 up, this is one, this is a done deal. And the atmosphere from the fans... Uh, listen, and I know you think I'm only saying this, but I don't believe that. I don't think Guardiola will allow him to do that because two goals, as Mickey will tell you, two goals is is a really difficult scoreline because you get another one, 3-0... 
the opposition know they're dead and buried. They get one back, puts doubts in your mind that you've been 2-0 up and gives the, the confidence to the ones that's got it. And has proven two goals within two minutes for United. And then when they got the third goal, then it was... It, then United then looked to sort of defend to try and to um, protect it. And so you would do after being 2 down back to 3-2. Of course they did. They changed the, changed the personnel, brought different people on, made it more difficult for us. But we still had chances. We still should have had a penalty. De Gea was fantastic, so it didn't happen. So credit to United. Talk about selection and you mentioned that you can't really complain about the team that Pep Guardiola put out. You look at KDB, he came on that pitch, he created four chances in what, 16 minutes mm -hmm. he was playing. United created five all season. You look at those stats and you go, he should have been playing from the start in yes. a game that that's important, Jim, Jim we can say that. If my auntie would have had, you know what, she should have been my uncle. But it doesn't work that way. At half-time, it should have been 5-0 anyway, with or without Kevin De Bruyne. So it's very hard to... To, to have a go at the team selection when nobody... It was fantastic performance, first half, fantastic. So, the second half comes out, a goal goes in, two goals in the first ten minutes of the second half. Nobody supposed to get them. Mm. United got them. It changed the whole face of the game. And it doesn't just then change the scoreline, it changes, it changes attitudes as well. And it changed United's attitude, and after it changed ours, that's what then we had to make substitution. We brought two strikers on, brought Kevin De Bruyne on, then we're chasing the game. Cheers, Phil. Thank you very much. Cheers, Phil. 0345 If you want to get involved, 87711 is the text number. Mickey, we talk about the half-time, and I was expecting in that game, Jose Mourinho, to make three changes at half-time. He's done it before. He, If players aren't performing, he hauls them off. But actually, he sent them out with the same team and the same formation. Was that surprising to see that from Mourinho? Yeah, I've, I've, seen, I've played in a Chelsea team at Sheffield Wednesday with 3 0 down at half time. Manager came in and goes, I'm not going to make a change for the second half. He said, because you've got yourselves in a situation, yeah. go and get yourself out of it. Yeah. And that's all he said. And we went out, we won, we, well, we, we should have won the game. We drew four all in the end. We got a, a three two advantage in the end. But we should have won it. But that must give you a chance to yeah, reprise yourself. You've been yeah. addressing it before. You Sometimes you don't need to make any changes. Sometimes you just have to say one or two little things. He probably said that. Listen, the party's going to be over after this game. You better make sure you, you're not going to be involved in no, it. No, you're right. And, and Gary Neville, I'm told, had said in, in commentary, and, and this is going over to watch all the games. Yeah. You know, how many games play for United experience? He said, what he should do now is take off Pogba, take off Sanchez, bring on Martial, Rashford, Pace. That's the only way United are going to get back into it. If he'd have done that, Sanchez created two goals and Pogba scored two goals. Mm. And apparently a lot of the talk coming in the press today is about the team talk at half-time, not being from Mourinho at all, but being senior players who talked about passion for the club and pride in wearing the shirt which is something I think we could all say that United have on occasions lacked this Joe, season. Joe, you know what I'll say to you, and Gary said, right, we both played in derbies, and I'll tell you what, you don't want to be losing on the losing side. You no, you Joe. don't. You, you try and change it if you can. It might not be your day, uh, but if you give 110% the fans accept that, but at half-time, United fans wouldn't have accepted that performance. No, of course they wouldn't. Loads more to talk about here. If you want to get involved, 0345 7625 is the phone number. Just before the break, we're going to take one more call from Stephen. Evening, Stephen. Hi. You wanted to take uh, Gary up on something he said a minute ago. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, saying about Martin Atkinson um, should be shot. Why? Uh, well, well, not not literally shot with a gun. Uh in the biblical sense, of course. Why did you think that he refereed that game well? Well, I thought he refereed it to the best of his ability, yeah. Oh, so is he blind now? I didn't realise being blind and, and 
Well, it's it's it, it, helps, it helps for a referee to be able to see things on the pitch, and if he doesn't see it, aren't the assistants there supposed to help? So you're telling me that none of the assist, none of the, the officials saw the challenge by Young on Aguero inside the box. My belief, I think, is that he actually booked Aguero for diving. Well, I'm not sure about that, to be honest. No, of course you're not sure, because he didn't dive. He, he, he nearly had his leg broke. Well, that's debatable. Oh, I'm sorry, listen, I, I, I know you're a red and I understand all that stuff, but surely, as a red, you can see what's right and wrong, surely. A hundred percent, it's probably a penalty, but at the end of the day, football's about opinion, isn't it? Oh, sorry. Go on, Mickey, to take over. Well, I mean, uh, I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you Talking get decisions for you. I mean, the, the referee, whether he favours United or not, I mean, you know, the, the challenge from Young on Aguero, that was in the middle of the park, that is a foul, it's a free kick. It's in the box, yeah. it should be a penalty. It's not. It, it helps us. 100%. But we've had, we've, had, we've had decisions go against us, you know, so, you know, you have to get on with it, I suppose. Yeah, but hang on a minute. That's a leg break that he did. Yeah, well, well I, I Bravo did it as well. Is what? What I remember is, Gary, yes, what I remember is, City, by hook or by crook, have managed to get themselves to the top of the league and can afford to get beat. By hook or by crook? You know, only United supporter can say this because you don't know anything about football. You only know about your own team. And even those, if I asked you, you play in two weeks, you probably couldn't tell me, could you? Tottenham Hotspur, Wembley, quarter past five. Oh, right, in the league? Well, we don't play in the league because we're in the FA Cup no. semi-final. All right, who do you, you play in two games, time? Uh, West Brom on Saturday, yeah. and then Tottenham a week after. All right, we're still in the FA Cup, are we? Lovely. Stephen, I'm really pleased you got that right. Well done, mate. He's <laughs> still not really playing the league. And cheers for coming on. Really appreciate that. Yeah, Thank you for your call. If you want to get involved, 0345 I've never heard as much bull in all my life. <laughs> And eight double seven double one is the text number. I'll tell you what else I want to talk about. There's loads more on my list to talk about from the derby, but particularly the Herrera spit that seems to have caused a bit of a storm post-match. Did Herrera spit on Man City's club badge? Did he mean it? And if he did mean it, or even if he didn't, does it deserve further investigation? Oh three four five triple one seventy six twenty five is the number. We'll do that next on the Excess Manchester Football Social. Live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester Football Social. Call 0345 and have your say. Winning with Gowing Law. I don't know if you missed it, but this weekend there was a football game. Manchester City played Manchester United and Manchester United won. Having been 2-0 down from half-time, they robbed City from the chance to celebrate against their arch-rivals. And that, unsurprisingly, is the main point of discussion on tonight's XX Manchester Football Social. Mickey T and Gary Owen are in the studio taking your calls on 0345 76 25. We'll get back onto the game itself very shortly, but I want to talk about Ander Herrera briefly and a spit storm that has emerged in the last 24 hours as footage appeared of Herrera leaving the pitch at the end of the game and spitting onto the Man City club crest that sits just in front of the tunnel at the Etihad Stadium. Was it deliberate? Did he mean it? Is it an offensive gesture? Should there be further action? Your views, 0345 one. 7625 is the number. 87711 is the text number. Geo, this is your club. This is your club mm. crest. What do you make of it when you saw that footage? Yeah, but there's no rule that says you can't spit. That's a certain no. Unless you spit at somebody. No. You can't and, spit and, on people. And whether you, you can't spit on you children. Out, or you do it out your nose. But whatever it is to clear your passages, there's no, there's no rule about that. But there's plenty of places you can spit. 
But if he's saying that he didn't do it deliberately, then it's do up you, to... Do you believe him? Do you believe that wasn't deliberate? Do you think he... Well, well, it's I don't, a bit convenient. Well, I don't it? like his character to start off with because he's always somebody that is always trying to say something. It's always about City, whether they're celebrating, whether he does on social media. It's always City. Perhaps if he concentrated more on his own team, he might play more for United. But now, whether he meant it or not, I don't know. He only will do that, but it shows him spitting on the badge. But he will say. He didn't mean to do it, so maybe that maybe he didn't mean to do it. So you have to believe him, don't you? The FA have said they won't investigate unless there is a accusation or a complaint made. City have said they believe, City won't complain. Well, they've said they believe it was de- it was deliberate, oh. but they won't make a no, claim. No, the City won't complain. So should any action be taken? No. Should the club do anything? Should no. United do anything? No. Only he, only he, where he says that he respects every club brad- uh, badge, no matter who the team is. He respects them all. He, res- you know, he he. He protects his own badge, which is absolutely right, because he plays Manchester United, and he respects every other badge. So, if he does, maybe maybe he didn't see it. Maybe, maybe he didn't see it. Chris is on the line. He's a United fan. Evening, Chris. Evening, you all right? <laughs> what do you make of this, Chris? I mean, you're a United fan. You're going to defend your man, aren't you? You're going to tell me there's nothing in it. Well, it, it, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a storming, like, it's like one of those midget teacup type things. You know, it's not... It's nothing really, let's be fair. In the grand scheme of things, there's much more controversy that have come out of the game. You know, Pep calling out Pogba, all sorts of stuff like that. This, this, it's nothing really. However, I do think that it could have been cited all sorts if, you know, there were 50 players around him when he did it. If they had thought at the time it was deliberate, you know, as the club have said it is, you know, Sane was right next to him. If he'd have thought it was deliberate, he's got the City crest tattooed on his back, for God's sake. He'd have ended up doing something. Um, you know, if he wanted to, considering everything, you know, over the last year or so where they've been uniting, they've done obviously everything with the wheel of Manchester and whatever. They had the game which celebrated being one Manchester. You know, United could have come out and say, we've internally disciplined him for it. He won't do that type of thing again. If he has admittedly done it on purpose. If he hasn't, he's going to get hated whatever he does. He's hated by City fans already. I work with City fans and they despise him anyway because of the type of player that he is. Um, but as I say, it's a storm in a teacup. And when, you know, there was a serious incident of spitting with a, a certain pundit a couple of weeks ago, I can understand him getting in trouble, but not for spitting on the floor, you know. Okay, you know, whether it was intentional or not, he just seems stupid. In, in, you know, in comparison to the leg breaker by Young, Pep's comments, stuff like that, that's what should be focused on after the game. Uh, and United's comeback, not spitting on a crest. What do you make of Herrera as a United fan? Because actually, I thought at the weekend he had a great game. He put in a load of tackles, he put himself about a bit, and his game management was pretty good as well. He was doing the kind of things that really wind up the opposition and wind up the fouls and wind up the fans. He was wasting time and whatnot. And it's the kind of thing that makes you, as an opposition fan, hate him as a player. But does that make you love him because he's playing in your club shirt? It helps when he's in better form than he's been in. He's been injured, admittedly, recently, and it's his first game back. But this season, he, he would even hold his hands up and say he's not been great. Um, and whether he's United quality, I don't know. But in terms of his heart and in terms of the way he plays on the pitch, he plays like supporters in terms of he loves to wind up the opposition and he loves to get stuck in. Um, we've had players in the past similar to him. Okay, they're probably better in quality in like Vidic. Um, and Scholes, you could say to a point, who would put in that rough tackle or would do something to wind up the opposition. Um, so, yeah, we've had players like that in the past, and supporters do get behind that, especially the away support, who never stop singing and never stop singing on Saturday. Chris, cheers for cool, mate. Appreciate that. Thanks for coming on.
No problem. Cheers, Chris. See you later. Thanks very much. Bye. 0345 is the number if you want to get involved. Brian's on the line. Evening, Brian. Hi, um, Yeah, it was a great game on Saturday. Two in the ball at half time. They looked brilliant, but United got back into it. I didn't notice many United fans leaving at the end. There seems to be quite a few there. Somebody said earlier on United fans were leaving, City fans were crying. But I don't think City get tested enough in the league with competitive games. It seems like the last two games come up against good teams. Well, hang on, Brian. You're, you're playing the same teams as City are playing week in, week out. So how, you can, how can you say City aren't getting tested and United are 13 points behind them in the league? Yeah, they are playing great and that, and they're making them. They look brilliant against Everton, but in reality, Everton are not a good side. They're, 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 at the moment, they're, they're in bad place. They're not a very good side. And they come against Liverpool and Manchester United, and even if they play Real Madrid and Barcelona, it'd be interesting to see how they got on. But. Well, I Brian, think Brian, they listen. Need, I think they need to be tested more at the back. Brian, defensively, they need to be they're like the goalkeeper. When was the last time he made a save? You know, three goals went past him on on Saturday. Brian, Surely when you say have... not been tested, we played at Old Trafford and beat two one. We played Liverpool on beaten five nil. Yes, Liverpool have beat us three yeah. nil, and United beat us three two. So. You know, it's we have played everybody in that league. We played Arsenal twice, done them home and away. So we've lost two games this season. I think. I think is it two games we've lost in the league, or maybe yeah, three. I don't know. Two or three games. So you know, we're playing the same teams as United are playing, and we're you know we've been beaten by United, and we've been, and we've been beaten by Liverpool. But it's it's not. I, I know when we were not even anywhere near United standards, and when we beat them, of course it was our cup final. Because but that didn't stop United from going on and winning the league. No. Anyway, I hope they beat Liverpool and, you know, they could get through on Wednesday night. <laughs> yeah, night the, referee, the, the referee on Saturday was just a joke. It was diabolical. It's quite right. No English referees going to the World Cup. It's easy to see why. But and listen, I'm not just saying that be, uh, because of what they... I see week in, week out. And whether it's Leicester yeah. versus whoever or West Brom's playing Crystal Park, it doesn't matter. You see some of the decisions, you think... How can well, they not Mar- see that? Yeah, Mares should have had a go- uh, penalty for Leicester on Saturday, and they didn't give it. And it's like they start the season off well, you know, all the tensions, and then they seem to fade away towards the end of, end of the season with the decisions, and like the crucial decisions that shouldn't be going back. But this VAR, if the linesman doesn't see it, wave his flag, then the referee can say, well, I'm going to have a look at it, go and have a look at it. But if the linesman doesn't show his flag and the referee doesn't see it, it's just going to be, go anyway. Well, let me just tell you one thing, and only because it happened on, on Saturday, w- w- the way that assistants work with the referee. There was a, a ball down in the United corner flag. It obviously came off the United guy, so the, uh, the linesman who was closest to it pointed for a corner kick. The referee that was 40 yards away pointed for a goal kick. So how, yeah. when they're working together, and I'm only giving that an example because yeah. it, was, it was on Saturday. If it had been United way, I would have still said the same thing. But how can they... Working together, where the assistant is closer, can see it, and the referee's 30 mm. yards away, decide to overrule him and say, it's not a corner, it's a, it's a goal kick. I'm not getting into discussion about refereeing and VAR tonight. There's too much to yeah. talk about about the derby. Yeah. So I'll leave that for another night. But before you go, Brian, I'll get you in this on Mickey as well, because I want to know, from a United point of view, 
That second half performance was a team that had the shackles off. They weren't playing under the That's usual right. Mourinho tactics, That's and suddenly the there was a playing. performance. So do you look at that team, and does that make you more frustrated from what has come before in the season where you haven't been scoring goals and you haven't been playing with freedom and think, well, that's the blueprint for next year and beyond? Yeah, because Mourinho's negative, so negative. Let them go and play, let them express themselves, go forward and get down the wings and shoot and, you know, like City are playing, take the shackles off, like you say, they can do it, he's got the players there to do it. Don't you think, though, the first half for me was that individual performances, second half was a team game that, you know, where you win majority games and you win trophies, that's what we did the second half. We played as a team, played together. You know, first half, too many players in different performances. Yeah, that's the way United have always played attacking football. We don't want to watch defensive, knocking it from side to side, going back. Attack. That's why they're, they're doing it in the Merseyside the same. Liverpool are doing the same thing. And, you know, they're back in business. The City aren't the problem at the moment, I don't think. Anyway, I don't think they're the, it's the other lot in Merseyside. We've got the game back together. It's, uh, well, I, I think, you know. To, to say that, I think, a little bit disrespectful to City because I think City have been far superior this season. Liverpool um, are below United as well in the league. So if they're having a great season, what United? Than City do. I think I think it's 19 points we're in front of Liverpool. <coughs> so yeah. you keep worrying about Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, Brian. Thank you very much for your call. Appreciate that. 0345 111 is the number. We will get on to Liverpool because I want to talk briefly about tomorrow night's Champions League game and whether City have a chance to overturn that 3-0 deficit Big currently. Chance. If you want to get involved in that, 0345 It does seem to be a game that's uh, reuniting the city on that one. Forget the derby, it's all about the Champions Leagues. Reds and Blues singing together. But before we do that, let's see what's being said on the texts. Alex is here and he's got a couple of your messages. Evening, Alex. Evening, Jim. Evening, gents. I do indeed. So we've got quite a few City fans who are getting in touch. And there's some angry ones about the refereeing, obviously. But we've also got some who are focusing on the performance of the players in the second half. So one from Stan, who says, We're our own worst enemy. A trophy referee aside, we should have been four up minimum at half time. Mm. You have to question our mentality in the second half. And Gary, I've got do an interest- issue. Do you think there's an issue with mentality? No, yet? no. Yeah, I'm telling you, a two 0 up when you should be five 0 up. You come out, and the opposition get one back. It doesn't just change the scoreline; it ch- it changes mentality. Yeah. And when you get a second one straight after, both them from situations that you should avoid, straight balls in. in so, uh, of course, and then when you get to two two. There's only one on the up on, and the other one then change your whole mentality. And it's hard to criticise. And then we go three two down. Then you season. try and pull it back, as which we did try to do. We still could have, still could have got back in that game. I've got one more from Paul, who's a United fan. He says, "Still buzzing, great knowing that when City fans look back on this season, they will instantly think about the Derby Day demolition. It's forever tainted." Demolition. <laughs> there was only one demolition. It was City on United. In fact, somebody said to me that they were humiliated at halftime. They didn't want to go out for the second half. So again. He was probably watching it on the box was the highlights. It has changed the narrative, though, slightly, hasn't it? The story that could have been of Man City of beating United. And Absolutely. Suddenly... We had a great opportunity, Jim, to have won it on our own ground against uh, our local rivals that neither have done in the history, I think. I don't, if, if it has, please let us know. But I don't believe anybody's no. ever done it. So we had a great opportunity. We were 2-0 up at half-time. You can't get a better opportunity than that. And uh, credit to United. 
We'll carry on talking about this in a minute on Excess Manchester. 0345 if you want to be involved in 87711 on the text. If you want to get your messages in that way, you can talk about the derby. I also want to touch briefly on the chance of Johar, ex-Man City player, being England's number one at the World Cup and who you think should be between the sticks. We might get onto that in a bit on Excess Manchester. Live from Manchester, the Excess Manchester Football Social. Call 0345 and have your say. Winning with Gowing Law. Excess Manchester, this is the Football Social. Good evening, Gary Owen and Mickey Thomas taking your calls on the Manchester derby mostly this evening. We are talking about Andre Herrera earlier, spitting on the club crest, the Man City club crest as he left the pitch. I've got a tweet here that's come in and said, I am disgusted by all the Manchester United players walking over the club crest as they left the pitch. <laughs> it showed such disrespect. Lovely, lovely stuff. 87711 if you want to get involved and if you want to chat this evening with our two football legends. We're going to go to the phones now and speak to Gaz, our very own Gaz Drinkwater from Full Time Devils, which is on a Come on, Gaz, get on this show. On Excess Manchester, (laughs) when they come on and speak about all things United every Thursday from 6 o'clock. I wanted to speak to you, Gaz, because I think you summed up United fans perfectly this weekend. I saw you before the game and you were tweeting on social media and going I'm not looking forward to this I'm dreading it it's going to go horribly wrong <laughs> and it ended up oh, all right for you so I want to talk us through your emotions of the day uh, firstly hiya Jim hiya boys you guys? how are you doing yeah good well very good at the minute um, yeah the emotions of the day it was, it was a roller coaster. I mean I couldn't really think of what the best case scenario would be <laughs> like even if even if United did somehow get there and get the win it would just have there would have just been a damper on it. It just wouldn't have been the same. However, to do it like we did it and to to see the the giddiness of the City fans at half-time <laughs> because there's a lot of that going about. And it, it's, it's weird as well because I've, I've talked for the last few months that City fans have been kind of rather sensible and it's almost unbefitting to them, I think, sometimes. And it's like they'd saved up all the season's giddiness just for half-time and it... Uh, yeah, all obviously backfired in almost a typical city fashion. But yeah, it was uh, obviously a perfect day. Perfect day at the end. A lot of happy United fans, and uh, I heard someone say before that this that City fans will look back and remember this season because of that game. I very much doubt that will be the case. However, um, what I will say is there have been discussions over the last few months over whether this City side are one of the best Premier League sides of all time. I think that whatever happened yesterday wouldn't really have affected my judgment on that because I think that obviously when you've got Arsenal who have done it without losing a game and then you've got United who have done it with winning the Champions League and FA Cup alongside it you can't really put them into the equation unless they were to do that Um, and I think that yesterday's game and with what's happened in Liverpool has ended that discussion for this City side to be one of the greatest Premier League sides of all time however they've had a great season and they fully deserve to win the league Gaz what score do you think what score did you think it was going to be at half-time when those chances <laughs> oh, coming? At half-time, to be honest, I, I said it depends how City go at this now because I, I honestly think that Pep's, a, uh, you know, he's a sensible sort of coach. It's not like he's going to just go gunko and see how many we can get. But I did think it was going to be at least three. At it's... least at least we're going to get another one. And I couldn't see the United players turning up because I think we've got a lot of players in the team and 
Paul Pogba is someone that I picked out quite a lot for this because we can't doubt Paul Pogba's quality. We know how great he is. Oh, we can. However, he seems, <laughs> <laughs> however, He's been disguising it well. Yeah, well, I think this season, this, this the problem with me with him is it's been his, the sort of effort that he's been putting in. And he almost seems like one of those players who doesn't have the mentality where when things aren't going his way, he's not the player who's going to grab the game by the scruff of the neck like, you know, like ex-United legends would have done. Um, and that's kind of what I thought he was. However, obviously in the City game, things going disastrously, everything going on off the pitch, all these rumours about him, and I'm, he, he just didn't look bothered at all in that first half. And then he, he's proved me wrong and proved a lot of United fans and a, a lot of other uh, fans as well wrong with, with, with how he turned it around in the second half. And he, he did grab the game by the scruff of the neck, and that's what we paid all that money for. Before you go, guys, do you think, and you touched on it then, and this goes for Pep Guardiola and Jose Mourinho, do you think they understood the significance and the importance of this game for City and United fans? Because, as we saw, Pep Guardiola did make a couple of changes in his starting eleven, which I think a lot of City fans wouldn't have wanted to see. And we saw mm. Jose Mourinho and Pep Guardiola both playing down that element of the rivalry in the post-match press conferences, do you think they understand the rivalry in the way that you do and the way that the City fans do? These, these guys have been, have been in football all their lives. They, they, know, they know rivalry in football, and I think that they've been in Manchester long enough now to fully understand uh, what's going on, especially Jose. I think he's still living in, in Lowry, isn't he? Um, <laughs> so I think that they, 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 know, they, they, know, they know the culture around the club, and you know, you've, seen, you've heard about what's happened at half-time and stuff. The players understand as well, um, and that's why it was so shocking for me as a United fan to see in the first half it just seemed like we we genuinely didn't care at all, and and some of, I feel like Ferguson must have been in there at half time because it was it was unbelievable the way it changed. Top man, cheers, guys. We'll see you Thursday for the full time Devils takeover. Nice one, boys. Let's talk very briefly about Tuesday night, Gaz, because mm-hmm. this is a massive game for Manchester City now, and I think it almost feels like they, even though you've got the thirteen point lead, the league's done up, it feels like the players now owe a performance to the Man City fans. There will be performance. There's no two doubts about it, but let me just say to you, when you go away in Europe and you lose 3-0, whether it's 32-16-8, wherever you are, that's a hard task to pull that back, whoever you're playing. Mm -hmm. Liverpool, under Klopp, they're not an easy team to play against. When you look, I think they've only lost four games all season, or maybe five, in the league. So they're not a team that gets beat very often. They are a side that can sometimes lose concentration, but hang on a minute, Manchester City on Saturday can lose concentration. Mm -hmm. So we're going to have to be at our best. They're going to have to have an off day, but the key is the first goal. If they score, good night, Vienna, and you might as well just sit there, get 90 minutes out of the way and go home. We lost it if we have lost it at Anfield. Now, you get the first goal, puts a little bit of doubt, like I've said, on Saturday when United got that first goal, puts a bit of doubt mm-hmm. in your mind. Then, that pass that you play automatically doesn't come because you think more of it. If City was to get a second one, then then the tie is open. With Liverpool still only needing one goal, remember? City need five. So then, City's mentality have to change a little bit because they can't let them in at the back. They've still got to get another one without letting them in at the back. So it's, it's going to be very interesting how this game's played out. And even if it's nil-nil at full time, at half time, as United showed, as 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 Sevilla did against Liverpool when he's away three-nil down, got back to three-three. It's it's about getting the goal. When mm-hmm. you get the goal, 
it's how quick you can get the second, and then you've got a game on. But it's, listen, everything's stacked against us going through. The way Liverpool play must give you some optimism going into this, because Liverpool aren't a team that are going to come and sit back and defend and place men behind the ball. They can only play one way. Jurgen Klopp said as much, they have to play attacking football. So there are going to be opportunities for City Liverpool to get goals. Liverpool that played in the first half against City and Liverpool that played against the second half of City. Yeah, the, the only danger for City is, is that Liverpool are capable of scoring goals. Of course, yeah. Uh, and that is a concern, maybe, but I think City just go out and go out and win it. I think they can do that, but uh, can they keep it? We are seat? able We are able to create, yeah, against United, that could have been four or five yeah. at half-time, against United. Yeah. We can create chances, but it's not about creating the chance of scoring, it's make sure you don't let one at the back as well. So, I think still in the play. I think he'll play in that yeah, game. Of course he'll play, yeah. It'll be full team, won't it? I mean, we don't know whether Aguero's uh, listen, or not uh, yet. Again, everybody says, you should play... Put two up front, do all that. No, it's not a case of that. Play what we've played all season. Pack the midfield, get the possession. Mm-hmm. We've got enough players that run forward and go. Unless on Saturday we have to put two men forward because we're chasing the game. Um, so we, we. They've got we, Henderson out. Maybe he's missing. Yeah, a big Mister. Salah midfield. maybe might be out for that game as well. They're waiting on a late fitness test for he'll, Salah. He'll, he'll, he'll be playing. Play. No, he'll play. He'll it's play. a big. He'll play. Yeah, so listen, uh, to be honest, I don't care who who they play. It's what we do. That's the key. We have shown at home. As we showed on 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 Saturday, in our first five, five five minutes, we can get ourselves into a position, but it's not getting ourselves in position to win it because I think we will win the game. It's making sure we don't concede because if we concede, that is what has has killed us. The result there where we didn't get away goal, so now we can't afford a goal. But what odds would you give yourself if you're a bookmaker? Yeah. What would you look for this one? Because I feel let me let you a secret. I'm City through and through, but I would not back on City going through. You think, what about me and Mickey? Because you're quite optimistic about you. I know you, you'd much think, rather listen, City won this one than Liverpool. What I will say is, and I know, I'll, I'll give it a balanced opinion, they both score goals freely. They both can, obviously can see goals as well. It's, a, it's an open game, but Gary said at the start of the show, and I'm going to agree with him, the first goal is crucial in this game. City get it, they got the momentum, they're at home, and Liverpool have folded before at City, haven't they? Yeah. You know, if it was at Anfield, game over, because City have never won there. I can't yeah, remember the last time they won there. So they have an opportunity, but the only thing I have my doubts is whether City... Have they have conceded six goals, whether you like it or not, that might be their Achilles heel not qualification for this. This last week, in the league we've scored more than anybody, yeah. we've conceded less than anybody, and in the last two games we've had two, three goals scored against us. So it's not as though we've been all season conceding no. goals. But those six goals, and two, six goals conceded across two games, that's got to play on players' minds, hasn't it, going no. into the game? Uh, listen, I don't think against so. Against the free-scoring Liverpool? Uh, listen, I don't think so, because what's gone has gone, you can't do anything about it. I think the main... In, in my mind, I don't know about Mickey, in my mind would be, we have to win this game. So first of all, let's get in front, and then let's see how many we can get in front. I've been in games... Have you got a reason why they concede the goals, seriously? Well, listen, it, OK, everybody can say, oh, oh yeah, excuse, excuse, but it was proved quite categorically it was half a yard offside for the first goal. The second goal, you can't do anything about it. I can't remember the third goal. They'd lost interest by then. But <laughs> then they got the third goal. So, but, you know, we have conceded in the last two games when really we should have been out of sight against United and, we, and then we conceded. We've conceded perhaps more in the, in the last two games than we have done for probably a third of the season. We had the best defensive record in the league. So it doesn't all just go pear-shaped, but tomorrow is a different game, it's a different match, and we've got to score first. And you're only 13 points clear in the league. It's a disaster at Manchester City. I think when Gaz said that he was all getting giddy, Gaz was still going to get giddy, mate. 
<laughs> Mickey Thomas, Gary Owen, thank you very much for your Cheers. time tonight Cheers, on the Excess Manchester you. Football Cheers, Social. Man. It was a disappointing weekend for City, but at the end of the day, 13 points clear. You've already got one trophy in the bag, and that was an important win for United. Now, at the end of the day... It was all poetically Manchester City, wasn't it, that result? I'm sure it's going to be discussed more tomorrow night on Forever Blue with Ian Cheeseman. He'll be here with Paul Lake on tomorrow from 6 o'clock on the Excess Manchester Football Social right now. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favourite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.